0: of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. This is Golf with Jay Delsing.
1: Hey, good morning, this is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. Burley. got a little frog in my throat this morning. How are you doing this morning?
0: I'm doing fine, Jay. Lots to talk about, lots of controversy, lots of different things happening. President's Cup finalizing today. Uh, Anxious to kind of do a little recap
1: on that. It's interesting, isn't it? We have had more controversy around the game of golf in the last several months than maybe years and years past other than, you know, Tiger and Phil episode here and there. Well, on our show, we formulated um, the show like A Round of Golf, and each segment is formulated that way. Our initial segment is the On the Range segment, brought to you by the Gateway section of the PGA. Uh, Man, we love having these folks involved with the show. Also love the Donahues. Bob and Kathy Donahue at Donahue Painting and Refinishing. Folks, look them up on the on online and give them a call. First of all, they're great human beings. Second of all, they do phenomenal stuff for your home, inside or outside. All right, John. Let's just dive in with the President's Cup. I'm I'm thinking about this, watching this and and, and seeing this unfold. And it's even for the most die-hard golf observer, it's tough to tell. It, it would really be tough to name. All of the members of the international team this year.
0: Oh, I, I, I think one in a thousand people would be able to do it, and 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 then I would throw in one more thing: if you could spell their name. So the one one gentleman's name is Christian Vizendoluntwit or something like that.
1: Man, you should do uh, TV, Pearl. That was that was good. That was started, really started good.
0: Better than some of those guys sometimes,
1: or hey, some of us but, at but, Fox. But yeah,
0: I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Having said that. These guys can play. I mean, there's some serious good players there. It's interesting because they don't have a heck of a lot to lose because they're supposed to lose. They're supposed to get wiped out. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you think they can go out there and relax and just let it fly, Jay, or do you think they'll be intimidated by the situation?
1: Oh, a little bit of both. It's going to be a big growing process. It's really going to – in my opinion, John, it's going to depend on who emerges from that side. You know, look, that team in the past, the international team – has been loaded before, John, and they get wiped out. I mean, yeah. the most recent um, was down in Australia, wasn't it? When Captain Ells was down there, and they got off to a phenomenal first first couple days, and then the U.S. rallied and just took it to, took it going away. But I want to talk to you a little bit about this young Canadian named Taylor Pendrift. So that's a name you I'm sure you would have never put on that team. John, I went up to try to qualify for the Canadian Open a couple years ago. Didn't play with a hoot, but I got paired with Taylor. And his dad was out there, and i got to tell you, I've rooted for him ever since. Great guy, as our Canadians tend to be. And Pearl, longer than the Green Mile. man, long, just, I I think he hits his 5-iron 240. I remember on a par 3, and I said, I looked in his bag, and I said to Bruce, who was caddying for me up, and, and I said, I think he's hitting a six, you know, because I was in between like a six and a five, and I think he's hitting a six. It was a nine, Pearl. I got it upside down. It was a <laughs> damn nine iron. And I, I watched it go straight up in the air, and I'm like, that's no six iron. And I looked back at his bag, and it was a nine, and I'm like, that's enough of that. That's just about enough of that. So he's really had a good year and somebody to really root for
0: I think there's uh, several guys that are that way. I, I'm not going to get some of the uh, the Koreans uh, correct other than there's several of them and they can absolutely play like crazy. They're also challenged with their service to their country. They're, they've got to serve for a couple of years with few exceptions and apparently very few exceptions. You have to win the Asian Games or something like that. So there's only you know an exemption every couple of years or something. So interesting. And those guys can flat play. And, and some of them are really real characters. Uh, I don't know, I, you know, Jay, it's, it's that match play. So anything can absolutely happen. The, the momentum can get going. And it'd be interesting to see, you know, what comes of it at, at the end of all this. So hopefully it's, uh, hopefully it's spirited. You know, you look a little bit at the history back, back in the Ryder cup, nobody cared about the Ryder cup for many years. Do you know what the, what the change, what changed for the Ryder cup to start mattering?
1: hundred percent. I do. I hundred percent. I do. So the U S wiped the floor with Great Britain and Ireland, but the the uh, uh, my understanding of it was Mr. Jack Nicholas and Mr. Arnold Palmer got together and said we need to have this become more relevant. Let's include all of Europe into this discussion. So then, all of a sudden, fellows from Spain, so Seve got to play, Olaf got to play, Bernard Langer got to play from Germany, and all of a sudden, the tables turned completely. And that yeah, is that,
0: that, that's the impetus to what happened. But by, my point was. Uh, at the end of the day, it didn't matter until the United States lost uh, one or two of them. The oh, Minnesota correct. Yeah. Oh, you're right. But, but, right. To, but to your point, the reason they lost is is because of what you're saying. They, they, they beefed up the other side a little bit. So the President's Cup just isn't going to have th- that status, if you will, until somehow they win, they win one or two of these things. And then all of a sudden people realize that this is really a battle worth watching. And they're certainly making it sound like it's going to be a blowout. And maybe it is. Uh, but but it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I'll just tell you, and, and it, it's not going to be concluded until the end of today. I just have in my gut that some interesting things are going to happen. I don't know if it's a win, but I have a feeling it might be a little bit more spirited, as they say, than uh, than than predicted.
1: I, I hope it is, John. And you know, I'm not a huge—I'll be honest—I'm not a huge Trevor Immelman fan, but I have—he I, has endeared me more to yeah. him, himself this this way. I love. What he said, he goes, the players that are here, they want to be here. And I want to go into battle with people that want to be here. And I will tell you, John, in my opinion, what makes this international captaincy the most difficult captaincy there is, is the the cultures of all of the different players. You get Australians, you get South um, Africans, you get Indians, you get Canadians. You, You have language issues, John. You have cultural issues. You have uh, cuisine. I mean, think about the things that you have to juggle. It's not like if, if you're going to really try to do this and make these guys comfortable, it's not like you're going to go out and just uh, give them any sort of food. No, I wait mean, a
0: second. Wait a second. We have the same problem on our team, though, when you think about it. Look, at Max Holmes from California for crying out loud. We got people from Texas and South Carolina. That's like different countries. They speak different languages, and they sure as heck eat different food. What? Don't no comment. don't no comment. Come on. That's, I thought that was a good one.
1: I don't think so. What kind of different food do they eat?
0: Well, some of them are eating gumbo, and the rest of them are eating uh, green, greenery and stuff like that for trying out loud. So you're
1: going to compare the greenery to sushi over a burger?
0: There you go. There you go. Gumbo versus burger. Now, there's not too many different things than that in the world right there. And how about attitude, California versus, versus uh, Texas? Or well, North attitude's Carolina?
1: an entirely different thing. That's an well, entirely, and that That's is not, but attitude is not related to country. I will say that that is an individual thing. And, you know, we got plenty of Americans with lousy attitudes and we got plenty of, uh, anyway, what are we talking about? I don't even know what we're talking about, but, um, I, I, I just, I'm with you. I really, really hope that it's, it's, it's a good match. And I got to tell you, I read an interesting article this morning that said, don't be afraid to root for the Americans to lose. And it was a very inter- interesting perspective because it was a lot like what you were saying, John. The Ryder Cup was meaningless. So much like, um, uh, oh gosh, what was the boat race? That, um, uh, America's Cup. America's, America's Cup. Cup. Nobody cared about that until the Americans started losing. And the and the kiwi started uh, whipping our butts. So the article was was well written, and it was an interesting perspective. I'll challenge it just a little bit. I don't really like the Americans losing anything. I'd rather them win. But to his point, it was a a, a point well made For the spirit of these these uh, uh, matches to continue and continue uh, at a at a high level, it, it would not be bad to get these guys to to light a fire and, and, uh, and win something that's completely under, un, unexpected and kind of from the underdog perspective.
0: Well, I'm with you and Trevor Imm- Immelman. I've, I've warmed up to him quite a bit. Uh, Davis Love is just playing the consummate professional uh, person, the, 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 the pro, the, uh, the experienced individual to pull these guys together. I think that's kind of neat. Uh, I think it's kind of neat. I like to see who the captains are and things like that as well. That's a lot of fun to see see that, and and there is a fair amount of pomp and circumstance, which I think is, is fine. One of the things I love about this in the Ryder Cup, though, is they're not used to playing much match play, certainly not the Americans. And it's fun to see the best players in the world, or really the best at anything, kind of out of their comfort zone, if you will. And match play is generally out of most of their comfort zones. Uh, I don't know why I like that. I guess because I don't need to see the same guys doing the same thing week after week. I just like to see how they can handle different levels of pressure in different situations. And uh, that, that's what we're seeing here. And it's definitely the rah-rah. This is the first time now that the live players have not participated in one of these uh, major events like this. So that's starting to sting a little bit. That's starting to show up a little bit. Now, granted, it's the President's Cup. It's not... It's not the Ryder Cup, it's not the US Open, it's not the Masters, but it's it's kind of the, that first thing that they're they're excluded from.
1: Oh, right, and I guess, you know, Louis Oosthuizen's never going to play a Ryder Cup, but he sure as hell's played a lot of President's Cup, and having not having him on the team is a massive loss, I'll tell you that for those guys. You know, Pearl, that is um, going to wrap up the On the Range segment, and I am going to tip my cap, and I'm tipping my cap to the gentleman we just spoke of, Trevor, Trevor Immelman. He's uh, – Much more endearing. I've actually played golf with him. I I was just never a huge fan. And what he's done, what he said, how he's rallying the troops, how he's towing the line, and doing what a good captain would do is what uh, I think it's all about. And I appreciate that. And I'm tipping my cap to him. And the tip of the cap is brought to you by Colin Burnt and the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. 314-966-0303. Pearlie and I both have vehicles that Colin hooked us up with if you want to reach out or you want to meet colin jay at JDelsonGolf.com and i will personally introduce you pearl that's going to wrap up on the range we'll be back with the front nine and more of golf with jay delson hey we have just crowned our 2022 champion and boy what a champion he is Padraig Harrington took away the Ascension Charity Classic trophy, and the three-time major winner also grabbed the $300,000 winner's first-place check. We are already ramping up for our 2023 version on September 5th through 12th at Norwood Hills Country Club. The final numbers are still being calculated, but the real winners are our North County community and our associated charities. They are Merry Grove, the Urban League and the Boys and Girls Club of St. Louis. We hope to donate over $1 million to these folks this year. We don't want to leave out PGA reach and the first tee as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, St. Louis for all of your support and all you do to make this possible.
0: This is Peter Jacobson, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing.
1: Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute-trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use a KVEST 3D motion capture system. Proper posture, alignment, etc., can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. Hey, good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay, and I am sitting down with my buddy, Sean Barnes, and this is the Gateway PGA Spotlight. Sean, good morning. How you doing, man? Doing
2: great, Jay. Doing great. Thank you for having me.
1: Give us a little idea about what's happening over at Gateway. What's going on in your world? I mean, I know you're rocking it over there. That course is really fun if people haven't gotten over to play it in a while. It's in great shape.
2: We're in pretty good shape. I won't go say great. We're pretty good right now. We had the flooding about six weeks ago and, uh, you know, at the uh, end of July, first part of August there. The, the golf course is recovering. We had three three areas that we had to do some seeding, but the golf course itself uh, outside of those is very, very good. Uh, the greens are pretty much as good as you're going to ever find anywhere, uh, firm and fast, and I anticipate that's going to be the, the case you know for the next month or so until they have to do the inevitable which is airification and then they'll be healed up and do them back in great shape
1: again well that's why they're good right sean because we do that airification but this time of year when we get that transition from the heat to the cool you know the bent grass that you have over there really is fun to play off of
2: it's fantastic and you know when it gets firm a little firmer and faster in the fairways it's uh it's even more fun. It, for myself, I don't hit it as far as I used to, even with the new equipment, but uh, I don't quite hit it as far as I used to. So it's a little nice to get a little extra roll when I do get a chance to play.
1: Well, I'll take a little boost uh, for sure. But so talk a little bit about, you're the chair now of the Professional Development Committee here and you're resurrecting the Golf Summit, which I think is really cool. Tell us about that.
2: I appreciate that. And, and you know, I, I sound like I'm, resur- that's a, is resurrecting because uh, Ben Kent started the golf summit um, a number of years ago and and sing, pretty much single-handedly set it up and ran it for, I don't know, probably 10 years or so. Um, and due to COVID, we, we haven't had it the last couple. So uh, I certainly uh, don't want to make light of anything that uh, Ben had done or had planned because he had, we I was on the committee and he had planned revamp or the restarting of the uh, the golf summit for for last year and it just um, scheduling and everything took it out and then so now as the chairman uh, we've kind of delegated the 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 golf summit's been delegated to myself and then fernando molina from the gateway pga section and then our committee and it's we've got a nice uh, setup uh, uh, for the uh, for the members and and uh, golf community to, to attend and learn a little and, and experience uh, some golf knowledge and in a lot of different categories or several different categories. We've got uh, Kerry Cavett, who's a phenomenal speaker, PGA member. He's going to talk on becoming a leader. Uh, We've got recruiting and retention. Uh, Scott Kimmick, who is, uh, who heads up our career consulting uh, program at the national PGA. He'll be uh, there to speak on that. We've got our our. Our uh, career, local career consultant or our section career consultant, Jackie Madison, will talk uh, about uh, some different things like uh, interviewing and resume writing and positioning yourself uh, for success at your club. And then we've got a real dynamic speaker in Will Robbins as uh, going to talk about PGA.coach. So uh, we, we're working on maybe getting one more, maybe a, a local individual to talk on team building say who that might be yet but it, if it if it does come to fruition it'd be very very nice and and we'll see what we can do there but uh it's, it's a nice uh setup um it'll be at old hickory on um, uh, november 14th and uh, looking forward to having as many golf professionals and staff and General managers and superintendents, if they wish to attend, it's open to all the different uh, associations.
1: It's it's fantastic to get those those group of fellows, like you said, those men and women together that are have their expertise in different areas to share their experience and their knowledge. And uh, it's it's great to have it back, and it's it's great that we're moving past COVID finally, Barnsey. I think that's fantastic. Talk a little bit about your nominations. You got two big nominations, buddy. Golf Professional of the Year and Merchandiser of the Year.
2: Yeah, you know, I appreciate that, and uh, you know, I' not toot my own horn here again, but actually, it's three. There was another for for, for uh, Professional Development Award, um, but uh, the the Merchandiser of the Year that you mentioned award, I've been lucky enough to win a few times before for the public golf courses, but Professional of the Year that would be. Phenomenal! It's a tremendous honor if to even be considered to even be nominated. I appreciate the golf professionals who nominated me, and we'll see how it pans out.
1: So. Sean, you know your humility is wonderful. The fact that you've dedicated your entire life to the game of golf, to growing the game, you're a family guy, community guy. It's just fantastic. We so appreciate what you're doing. Please keep doing it, and good luck with that. Uh, Golf Professional of the Year, man. We're sending you all the positive vibes we have.
2: Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that.
1: I am proud to welcome the Gateway section of the PGA back to my show. Whether you're pulling into your favorite driving range, public golf course, or country club, there is an excellent chance that the staff there is part of the over 300 men and women PGA professionals at over 100 facilities that make up our Gateway section. I grew up watching so many of these fine men and women getting to the golf course at dawn, leaving at dusk, spending their entire day running events, giving lessons, and growing this great game PGA Reach Drive Chip and Putt PGA Hope and the fantastic PGA Junior League are a few of the examples of the programs run by these same PGA professionals go to gatewaypga.org to learn more or to find your next PGA professional for your next lesson go to pga.com the Gateway PGA growing the game we love hey Golf with Jay Delsing here. Jay and John are with you. We're headed to the front nine. And I want to welcome the Ascension Charity Classic back as a sponsor for another year. Pearl, this one's in the books. Padre Harrington, great champion. Next year, September 5th through 12th, Norwood Hills. Year three, can't wait. Really, really great. We're gonna, we got some really cool announcements coming up for year three. I've already heard some of the things we got planned, so... Stay tuned here, folks. But, Pearl, um, let's talk a little bit about Greg Norman. And the Shark was on Capitol Hill this week.
0: Yeah. You know, I think he went up there with a bunch of fanfare, wanting a bunch of things. It's, it's a whole lobby effort, if you will. And I'll tell you, my first inclination was everything we got going on in this country, we really need this kind of stuff. And why is he even going up there? And I'll tell you what, that's exactly what's come out in the news shortly after his visit. Is people were really put off by the whole situation. Why are we spending time on something like this? It's obviously the Saudi government uh, trying to, uh, you know, rally their troops, uh, make some influence, some things like that. And why are our leaders, supposed leaders, um, wasting their time with this kind of stuff, this, this propaganda and this, and this garbage? And I'm really glad to see that they pushed back on that. Uh, one of the congressmen said, you know what, we've got laws, and if, you, if you're concerned that some laws are being broken, with uh with uh they're pushing pushing back on what the heck is anti competitive uh the uh, monopoly and yep. antitrust stuff and that yep. kind of thing. And he says, Listen, we've we've got laws for that. File a suit if you've got a concern and, and we'll let the uh judicial system handle it. Which I thought was exactly the way to do it. I think it's embarrassing that anybody spent any time on it. And uh you know, I got to see that much more and I saw a good article relative to why Saudi's doing it. And it really is a way of, they, they think, instead of trying to buy, which they have bought, but by the way, it's the Saudi government. That's who these guys are now playing for. That's who the investment group is. Um, and instead of trying to buy a team or buy a player or, or invest in these different things, they basically just wanted to create their own league. So that's why they're throwing that kind of money in there. You know, you go buy a soccer soccer club, it's costing hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars to do that. That's why they're justifying spending this money. They want to buy a whole league and compete. So, you know, can they get through our government and can they, you know, what a classic, somebody from out of the country suing our government for whatever, whatever, suing our people for whatever. Uh, We see a lot of that these days. So it'll just be interesting to see where all this goes. I, I think, again, like you and I have talked about, I think we're talking about years in the court system. This is going to be, this is going to drag on forever.
1: No question. Okay, John, I want to ask you. Do you have any problem with where this money comes from?
0: No, I don't and the reason I don't is I don't I, I don't think you we're already doing business with them you and I have talked about this. We've already doing business with Saudi Arabia. We're already buying stuff from them. they're already buying stuff from us you know it's it, there, there's a lot going on in, in, in the world that way and it's, it's just kind of like you know don't buy things from China. Well then you can't sh- shop at, uh, at Walmart. And, and most of what we're wearing and doing is from China. So I, I think that's very short-sighted, and I think that's very lack of knowledge thinking some of that kind of way. So do I love it? No. I mean, I'm not promoting it. I'm not pumped about it, but I'm not going to push back on that. I'd have to push back on 100 different things uh, to go along with it. Well, how, how do you feel?
1: Generally speaking, I feel the same way you do. But when I, I read some, especially at the early, um, you know, they play, live golf played in Chicago out at Rich Harvest Farms, uh, and had a really nice amount. I didn't see any of the numbers released, but a really nice amount of attendance there in person with a really, really super low amount of attendance on YouTube to watch on, on TV. But um, when I read some of the letters and some of the, f- the, the cries and the decrees and the, and the p- pleas from some of the families – from, from the World Trade Center. And it, it um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I could, I, I, I think it could convolutes things a little bit, John. But when you, if you were to tell me that if I went to live golf, you're now an employee of the Saudi Arabian government, it just doesn't feel right to me.
0: No, it doesn't. But I mean, that's that's what those guys are living with. I don't think you would do it. and I don't think I would do it. You know, and it's easy to say because nobody's offered you 100 million, by the way, or 150. Could you million. call them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So but but again, I think that's just where it's emotional and it's easy to go that direction. I get it. And it, it might even be the right way to go. But at the end of the day. It, it, the world's not black and white. There's a lot of more moving pieces and there would, there would be a huge argument. Not too many years ago, there was a president that one reason he got elected was because he said, I'm going to talk to everybody. I want to work with everybody. I want to be you know, interacting with everybody. That's how the world's going to get better. And, you know, they, they praised him for that. And then the next one like wants to go talk to him. So no matter which way you go, talk to him, don't talk to him, play, don't play. There's always going to be criticisms. So I don't know. I, I just, I guess at the end of the day, it's, it's, more needs to come out, I suppose. Uh, but it's not black and white. It's just not that clear.
1: John, one of the things that strikes me about Live, and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take their side for an argument, you know, and I'm not on their their side. I'm generally speaking about ninety eight percent opposed to everything they've done. If I'm Greg Norman and I'm organizing this, some of the first things that I would have done was I would have had Each and every single one of my players that I just acquired, I would have had them media prepped for having some sort of message to convey when asked what's going on here. Well, how are you growing when when these players have been asked how they're growing the game, because they've all said this is a great opportunity for the game for the game, we're growing the game, et cetera, et cetera. They have stumbled all over themselves, John. It's almost to an embarrassing point of view. GMAC, who I I played with, I don't know, probably three or four times, and I I really like him as a human being, and he's a smart guy, was stumbling and stammering and had no idea what to say. And I also, John, would have had a much more buttoned-up, charitable arm in place with more specific, for lack of a better word, hot button charities associated with what I'm doing, John. So that I could have said, well, here's what we're doing. When we go to Chicago, we're involved with, you know, uh, what's the big hospital there? Hope the uh, Hospital or w- whatever. But I feel like there's still so many loose ends john and i feel like greg is just kind of running shotgun and and kind of winging it as he goes and
0: i don't think there's any doubt about that i don't think there's absolutely any any doubt in so many ways they've changed formats they've changed their story they've changed their reasons it's all over the map it's it's it absolutely is all over the map you know you know one one you can say you know well there's not really a roadmap to to follow to do something like this, but to your point, there's a fair amount of things that seemed obvious that they absolutely missed completely. The whole thing just seems surreal. I mean, the whole thing is just about, let's throw money around and get some attention. Let's see where this thing goes. It still seems surreal to me.
1: Pearl, I was playing an event uh, in Ohio on Tuesday for, uh, it was a charity event, and I was just hitting balls as a uh, as a pro for the event with Zeckelman Industries, Barry, Barry. Zeckelman, one of the coolest CEO, owner CEOs I know, Tom Muth is the CEO of their uh, several divisions, just great human beings. And we were out there talking and, um, uh, and, and and talking about live. And, you know, john, one of the guys said to me that well, so we had a little roundtable and he's and I said, so guys, what do you think? And the several of the guys say, we love it. And I said, cool. What do you love about it? And they said, we love Before This was their imp- impression. Before now, there was no other opportunities for anyone to play professional golf other than the PGA Tour. There was no avenues for these guys. And I said, you know, I let them finish. And I said, guys, you're not familiar with the Um, South African tour that's been going on for 40 plus years. You're not familiar with the Asian tour that's been going on longer. You're not familiar with the Canadian tour that my buddy Pearlie played on and that's been going on well before U-turn pro. You're not familiar with the European tour and all of those various tours, the challenge tour in Europe. And they said, no, we thought it was either the PGA tour or nothing. I said, guys, there's an Australian tour. There's an Australasian tour. There's all of these opportunities. But I bring that up, John, to your point. There's plenty of roadmaps that you could have adopted, specific strategies, and cherry-picked the best items from each event. Not shorts. Wear shorts, don't wear shorts. That's nothing. What about the components from, I mean, Greg's, An Australian, for God's sakes. They've had a tour down under for years with great events. The Australian Masters, the Australian PGA. I mean, Nicholas and Arnold Palmer and those guys went down and played those events. Pearl, those are major events. And I don't see any of the positive similarities that Liv's uh, uh, copied. I'm just trying. John, you know this better than I do because of your business acumen. There's very seldom any new ideas, new original ideas. Pearl, there, there's, there's copies and morphs of this, that, and the other thing that they're happening all over the place. Yeah, well, that,
0: to, to your point, well, that's a good point. As far as they, they did have some things that they could have seen a roadmap to, uh, the, but you're speaking to the choir with me because I, I still don't get it. I still, I, I, for me, I think it's going to boil down to what happens with world rankings and what happens with the, with the other majors percent, oh, and, and the Ryder cup. And however that, if it turns out that they can play Ryder cup, play the other majors, do that type of stuff and still do this. Even then, I think this is farcical. Uh, I, I just, now again, I, I'm really thinking that at the end of the day, it's going to be more about them kind of creating clubs, if you will, clubs of players to where you can bet on them, you're going to do different kind of matches that way, and and create create a club atmosphere with with different groups of players. That's that's what I think there has to be some possibilities. But short of that, I don't get it. Uh, I didn't see. First of all, I, have you played Rich Harvest Farms? I have not. Anyway, wonderful property, just gorgeous property. Uh, outskirts more than outskirts of Chicago, beyond the outskirts. Yeah, it's an of hour from the
1: uh, from downtown, or so, isn't it, Pearl?
0: Yeah, I would say it's about an hour, a good hour, and and I would would really like to know the inside scoop uh, if you get a chance just with some of your buds to kind of get a sense of what the guys thought of it as a tournament uh, location. I really enjoyed the golf course, but having caddied for you as many times as I had, my prediction for multiple reasons was that the players weren't going to care much for it relative to a, a tour event. Uh, again, wonderful facilities, so many cool things, unbelievable service, unbelievable property, unbelievably uh, manicured. But from a tournament facility, boy, when we were playing and we were all kind of commented the same way, like, how are they going to pull this off? And some of these holes, I just don't think the guys are going to care much for.
1: Well, one of the things that Liv has is they don't need big infrastructure right? It's not a PGA Tour event. They don't need big TV compounds. They don't need so a lot, but I I understand what you're saying, and um, I I will do a little bit of investigating and see what that, uh, what the the comments sound like. John, that is going to wrap up the front nine. You and I will be right back with more of the back nine, more Live Golf, and more whatever comes across these uh, little golfing brains we have. Uh, This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Don't go anywhere. How would you like access to 90 holes of golf? Well, that's what happens when you join at Whitmore Country Club. You get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. And guess what? No cart fees included in that deal. There's no food and beverage minimums, there's no assessments, they have a 24-hour fitness center, two large pool complexes, three tennis courts. Year-round social calendar includes holiday parties, picnics, date nights live music, they even have a kids club for your children and much, much more. There's junior golf, junior tennis and swim teams available. This is a family friendly atmosphere and they have a wonderful staff. If you get out there, you got to poke your head in the golf shop and say hello to my friend bummer. He is a terrific guy and he will help you with your game and show you around. And don't forget there are golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, and couples events available all year round. Visit Whitmore golf Dot com. That's WhitmoreGolf.com. Folks, are you in the market for some additional protection for your ride? You need to call my friends at Vehicle Assurance. Their number is 866-341-9255. Sherry Fane is the owner and president, and she and her team are committed to helping you with your unexpected auto repair bill. They are committed to finding the right protection for you, your budget, and your family. They only work with the top vehicle service providers in the country. Get the protection and the peace of mind you deserve. That's Vehicle Assurance, 866-341-9255 for a free quote, 866-341-9255. Hello friends, this is Jim Nance and you are listening to golf with my friend Jay Delson. I want to officially welcome Darty Business Solutions as the new title sponsor of this show. So who are they? Well, first of all, they've been headquartered in St. Louis for the last 37 years. They're the number one largest IT consulting firm per the St. Louis Business Journal. They're also the number one largest software development company per the St. Louis Business Journal. They were voted number one top workplace in St. Louis for large companies. There's over 2500 teammates in 30 states in three countries. There are 11 dirty regional development hubs in and around the world. If you live and or work in the St. Louis area, chances are that through their business or their extensive community work, Darty Business Solutions has done something positive near you. Check us out at Darty.com. That's D-A-U-G-H-E-R-T-Y.com. Folks, do you need a new car, truck, or SUV? Then the Dean team of Kirkwood is the place for you to go. 314- and go see Colin Byrne. He just got me into a new SUV and I love it. Boy, did they make the experience painless and super, super easy. Most dealers don't have any cars in their lots, but at Dean Team of Kirkwood, Colin has an entire parking lot full of new and used cars. You don't want a VW? That's no problem. They have Audis, BMWs, Mercedes, anything you want. Colin and the Dean Team of Kirkwood will go get it if they don't have it. Call them at 314-966-0303 or go to deanteamvwkirkwood.com. The Dean Team, for all your car buying needs. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Nelson. I'm your host, Jay. I got my sidekick, Caddy, fellow UCLA Bruin. You're now our business consultant at Wild Crush. What else are you? Author, uh, statesman.
0: Oh, uh, uh, come on! Don't keep on buttering me up too much.
1: Doc Hooker of the ball. Let's see. Uh, hang on a minute. Yeah, I- oh, there you go. That just right I didn't want to down. butter you up there. I took you no, right on. That,
0: that, that when, just when you say duck hooker of the ball, it just runs this <laughs> terrible electricity through my body, and you just absolutely changed my mood completely. Let's so get good, that. Good luck doing the rest of the show by yourself. And the uh,
1: and, and and the stripe show uh, that is John Perlis' golf game <laughs> here, and we are headed into the back nines. Brought to you by Pro Am Golf and C J Pearl. Give the world a little bit of love for our man cj
0: oh you got it first of all cj you're talking about a character he's he's a cross between a a skater dude a surfer dude a golfer dude i don't know probably a biker dude on top of it what a fun guy and jay you and i've talked about this anytime you get to work with a guy that's truly passionate about what he does uh it's a good day and his knowledge i can't wait for you to have him on the show by the way he's kind of excited about coming on the show uh especially when i told him it's, it's taped he was a little concerned if it was going to be live and i said you know jay and i we're not capable of a live of a live show so don't worry about it
1: we can't pull off live no and and let's give folks a little bit of heads up the reason you're saying surfer dudes cj's got a beard and he's a he's a hip hip he's a hip dude and a and i not your conventional golf dressing kind of no. kind of dude but i gotta tell you john how about his knowledge
0: that's what I'm saying. Uh, that was all compliment. I just I just love I love the way he, he handles things, the passion behind it. And his knowledge is so far beyond mine that I'm only I, I, you can tell he knows what he's doing, but he could also snowball me uh, a hundred different ways. But he's completely into it. He, he put my set together, asked me all these questions, trying all these different things. Stuff that I just, I've unfortunately, I've never paid attention to. So it's great to have guys like that. And I can't wait for him to come on the show. I think the listeners can really benefit uh, from him. Because you know what? Be- besides the time it takes, it's a, quite an investment to really get a new set of clubs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know what, John? This technology is, it's... Um... I, the the advancements in the tech are are super impressive and and the, and I can't wait. I know you haven't had an opportunity to hit your stuff yet, but I got a new set of irons and I and I just love them. They're so much more forgiving, and they're still great to look at. And um, um, when it comes to CJ and the knowledge and you guys, you can reach him at proamgolfcentersusa.com. It, it, he's second to none. He's the best in the city. There's no question in my mind. I, and when when I send people there, and we have sent quite a few players and, and there, and they have all come back and said, "Wow, I wasn't expecting CJ to to look like that, but man, was that impressive!" Went the way that he, you know, went through his stuff. He got me in a shaft, and so many of them say, "Gosh, I can't believe how much better my set feels after after yeah. hitting with him."
0: And I got to hear a little bit about some of his golf exploits. Not a surprise, but he can also play. Oh yeah, which which makes these the guy's a full package. And it's uh, I, I just really enjoyed it and uh, really told him how much I appreciated it. So uh, now I need to just go and kind of get used to this new stuff and see what that I can come up with.
1: Folks, you've got to get yourself fitted. This is the longest introduction that we've ever had, and we've probably yeah. done 150 shows. All right, so let's get into. Let's wrap up, live. Let's wrap up, Liv, because we got to talk about the finish at the Fortnite uh, challenge. Um, so, John, Liv had more people through the turnstiles up in Chicago, less people viewing on YouTube. Cam Smith, you know, it, it doesn't hurt Liv's uh, uh, popularity having a guy like you know Cam Smith go number uh, number two player in the world walk over there and just go ahead and uh, and 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 win the tournament.
0: Oh, absolutely! But I'll tell you, have you, did you find any numbers on uh, what the attendance was? No, I can't find any. No, I
1: can't I find I any either.
0: I, I would say that's rather convenient because it may have been a decent showing, but it wasn't, you know, a half a million, uh, etc. Like like some of the tour PGA tour events get. Uh, and anyway, enough said about that. I think I, I think it's good that we touch base on it once in a while. There there will be more to come. Uh, but I think that they stepped in a little bit this last week with Norman going up to Capitol Hill, so uh, we'll see.
1: John, it's so awesome, and I'm going to wrap, put a bow on it this way. We've talked about this before when some of our favorite musicians start talking politics, when some of our – it's like, hang on a second. I am a gigantic U2 fan, and I love Bono when he sings. When he starts talking about his politics, I want to leave the room. I'm like, come on, man, let's go. Sing your songs, do your thing. Greg Norman, yeah. And and, and, uh, and, and whatever. All right. So, how how do we even begin with the Fortnite Challenge? So, Max Homa, who has agreed to come on the show, man, we've got a great lineup of folks that have agreed to come on the show. We just have a tough time getting them lined up. Lee Trevino, pardon me, Lee Trevino's coming on the show. Max Homa said he's coming on the show. We got Scott Fawcett with decade golf coming on the show a lot of fun fun folks but man alive we um are having trouble doing some scheduling so it must be my assistant's fault
0: i don't know who that would be but uh i would fire him i'm still I'd looking
1: for an assistant
0: <laughs> so you're looking in the mirror yeah 100 uh, yeah now, now you know exactly where the problem
1: yeah. is yeah you looking yeah, at the yeah, symptoms I, yeah
0: you know it, it was a complete meltdown we saw a meltdown earlier in the season by scott Piercy. There's nothing fun about watching the meltdowns. I mean, when Danny Willett just couldn't get the ball in the hole at the end, uh, Scott Piercy when he just fell apart up in, up in uh, uh, Minnesota. There's nothing fun about watching it, whether you want for the other guy to win or not. You can't, you can't enjoy watching the poor other guy really have golf just absolutely get a stranglehold on him. Uh, what, what did you see in that in that finish?
1: I've got to tell you, so the I don't, I don't look at it as a meltdown. John, like, so Scott Piercy had an afternoon to forget because he was bad all day. Danny will wasn't...
0: but he he had a serious chance to win with six or seven holes to go.
1: But, John, but but the the serious chance, but he had a five-shot lead starting the day. It was misery before that, and he still had a chance to win. But you know what? When your car's headed that direction, there's no steering wheel that turns that around.
0: But but that's what I want you to talk about. But I want to...
1: Yeah, but I want to talk about Danny Willett because yeah. pearl, that little wedge shot he hit in on 18 was phenomenal. Was phenomenal for him to get that thing in there. I just I thought that was brilliant and I thought that won the golf tournament for him. Because you're sitting
0: He yeah, you thought so too for a while.
1: You're sitting there watching Max Homa hit it in the bunker and have that impossible yardage of like what was it like? Forty-eight, yard, whatever it was, yeah. it was just said no, no no impossible chance. that he couldn't even get it on, and then hit a hole. What did you think about Homer's pitch? That thing went in with a lot of speed, Furley.
0: Oh, it, it had a ton of speed. I mean, he, he obviously was just saying to himself, "I got to hit it hard enough. I, I can't leave it short," and so 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 it went in. But but okay, so that happened. Yep. So that happened. So there's <laughs> a, the funny, funny smile. There's there's a gulp somewhere in there with Danny Willett. And what do you mean it's not a meltdown? What are you talking about? He's he's four or five feet away and he, he makes bogey. So how's that not a meltdown?
1: Well, I mean, uh, so you could definitely miss four or five footers. Do you three putt them very often? Not That's very what I'm often. Talking about missing but, the
0: first one, I can you can miss the first one all day long, but three but, putting from four or five feet.
1: But the, le, let me let me tell you something. The way that this guy puts, the way that he hit the first putt and hitting it that firmly, Pearl, that's a man that knew he was going to make that putt. That was not a man trying to guide the ball. If that guy was trying to guide the ball, that thing would have limped up to the hole and fell off to the side. Trust me, I know. I know how to (laughs) limp that thing up to the hole. I'm telling you. That thing would have been creeping just looking over the front edge, and if there was anything left on it, I'd have been brushing it in. There's something to to, to be said for that. Now, here's where I think golf got him. When Max Homa is standing over his fourth shot, John, Danny Willett should have been thinking he's going to make. Yeah, he and he have thought
0: that. I don't think he did.
1: Nope, because that that rice smile, Pearl, that was like, holy, what just happened?
0: Exactly. And
1: I and, exactly. and and John, that's when the that's when the car started careening downhill with no brakes, man. To, in my, that's, in my that's estimation. When should, that's when maybe he should have been thinking more about trickling it over the front Exactly. You. Trickle it, it in. Okay,
0: but let's, I'm going to challenge yeah. you on that. I'm going to challenge you on that because how far did his first putt go by the
1: hole? Four feet, 11 inches. He only had a three-foot, he had like a three-foot, nine-inch putt to win the okay. tournament. He knocked so, it more so what, than so about a foot the, past... Further What's than he the had optimal,
0: the What's the optimal speed that? Uh, oh, you go by the hole. Come on, you know, I, you, know, ball, I know. you know ballpark what it is. I know it
1: is. it's a, the optimal speed is about eighteen inches, something like that.
0: Yeah. Okay. I thought it was eleven. Either way. Yeah. He hit it. He hit it twice that twice eighteen or or more past the hole. Right. So. Sorry, that's not a confident guy. That's a. That's oh, I, a guy. Deserves, I we'll go to the, deserves, the mat deserves, on this. I the daylight's out
1: of it. I'm not saying he didn't pull the living tar out of it, but I am telling you because I've watched this man putt, and he is a confident putter, and he's a good putter, and he played well. He didn't, bro He played well down the stretch. Other than that,
0: Jay, Jay, he was fantastic. Except when the shock when he when he caught that electric shock through the green, when well, that I was a cattle, that was
1: a cattle prod right to the junk section of the whole package right there, just <laughs> lit everything up. Oh, that's just a bucket of cold water wouldn't wouldn't have helped. I I totally agree with you, but I think he still thought he was going to make. And I don't know, I, I we we I I could be wrong, but. To hit that puck. I don't know
0: I just think I I, I when he hit it that far by something else happened that's all I'm saying I I can I can see a couple feet by I can see three feet by but not not what happened I mean yep. there was so there, some, there yep. was something else that went in there I, I get what you're saying it may have been hey just stand up there and be aggressive and that because kind of yep. I get it I get it but if the ball is going four and a half feet speed past the hole you better hit dead center, center, exactly. That, that's a that's a dead center cut. Yep. In the in thimbelina. Yep. Uh, putt or it ain't going in. So, nope. Sorry, I'm not buying that yep. the, the confidence is what got him there. <laughs> I think we I think right. I, I don't know. The I th- I don't
1: know. That's what I'm gonna go. That's that's my story. Just, I'm gonna stick, gonna stick to sing, it. Doesn't... I'm gonna follow my sword. Exactly. Often wrong, never. That's seldom. No. Often wrong, seldom in doubt. Yep, that's what we're going with. Um, Pearl, that's going to wrap up the back nine, but um, we'll be right back, folks, with more of, this is Golf with Jay Delson. Well, we just wrapped up our second Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson at Norwood Hills. Guys, one of the highlights of the massive hospitality presence was our Veterans and First Responders viewing deck brought to you by Marcone. Final numbers are not in yet, but as of the Friday before the tournament, September 2nd, we had over 700 of our men, women, first responders, and firefighters apply for their complimentary tickets. Wow, what a great turnout. Thank you, Marcone, for all you do in our community. And by the way, the Marcone viewing deck idea is now being implemented at other tour events. I want to tell you about a family owned and operated golf business that's been right here in St. Louis for over 40 years. I'm talking about Pro-Am Golf Center. That's right. Pro-Am Golf Center. I know you know the name Or you can visit them at ProAmGolfUSA.com. That's ProAmGolfUSA.com. Powers Insurance is a family-owned agency right here in St. Louis that specializes in providing personalized coverage for the client who has a lot going on. At Powers, they understand that you and your life do not fit in a simple box. So guess what? Neither should your insurance coverage. Go to powersinsurance.com or call 314-725-1414 and ask for Tim Davis. That's powersinsurance.com. After my knee replacement, I was able to swing the golf club again without any pain. SSM Health Physical Therapy guided me through the rehab process, and when I was ready, one of their specially trained KVEST certified physical therapists put me on the 3D motion capture system. It was awesome. They evaluated my posture, alignment, and the efficiencies of my swing. They gave me golf-specific exercises to help make my swing more efficient and repeatable. Call 800-518-1626. Tell them Jay sent you for special pricing. Your therapy, our passion. I've been looking for over three years for the perfect place to be the official 19th hole of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show, and the search is over. Please welcome the Loading Dock to the show. What a great place it is. It is located at the confluence of the Mississippi and Illinois Rivers in beautiful Grafton, Illinois. Their patio is killer with seating for over 800, and every weekend the Loading Dock has the area's best live music. There's no reservations required. They have overnight lodging available, and they also have an ice skating rink in the winter months. And don't forget about the super cool Riverside Flea Market, which happens the fourth weekend of each month from April through October. If you're into antiques and collectibles, you got to check it out. The Grafton Ferry runs directly from St. Charles County to within steps of our parking lot. Go check out The Loading Dock and say hello to my buddy, Peter Allen. He is a great guy, good golfer, and a lover of the game. Call 618-556-7951 or visit them on the web at graftonloadingdock.com for more information on their live music schedule, the Riverside Flea Market, and more. The Loading Dock, the new official 19th hole of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. Hey, welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly with me. We are headed to the 19th hole. Brought to you by my buddy, Peter Allen, up at the Loading Dock in beautiful Grafton, Illinois. Guys, we Pearly and I are going to do a show live from there. And I got the the moment to take right now on October 16th. You got to come to Wild Crush Wine Bar, wildcrushstl.com. Look it up. Get there. Pearly and I are going to be doing a live show that Sunday starting at 3 to 4. They open at 2 we're going to have some golf ball giveaways. We're going to buy people a drink. First 10 people there get a complimentary drink on Pearlie. Pearly's going to pay for all that. It's um, very generous of him. I'm sure uh, if you could see the look on his face right now, this is the first he knows of that. But um, he'll, he'll go ahead and belly up to the bar with you. And we're going to sit around. We're going to do the show live there. I mean, it, it'll be taped, but it'll be as live as we can be. And then we're going, to, we're going to have a little golf round table and chat a little bit, and it's going to be really fun. So October sixteenth, the show will start taping at three. Get there about two, and we're gonna have golf ball giveaways. We're gonna have some games. We're gonna have some all sorts of fun stuff. So, uh, and then um, by next week we'll announce when we're gonna do a live show at the loading dock up in Grafton, Illinois, which is a great place. Man, they got a it's it's right on the where the Mississippi and the Illinois rivers get together, and it's an awesome place. And we got to. Bring a little party bus up there with us. Have some some hoots and hollers. That'll be fun. All right, Pearl. So
0: we are talking about the biggest meltdowns you've experienced, that you've seen, that you've. Uh, and I and I liked what you how you described it when uh, with uh, Scott Piercy. You said when that bus is going the wrong direction, when things are the the wheels are coming off off. So it could be a, a single shot meltdown, or it can be a, a slow down the mountain with no brakes meltdown. What what do you got for us?
1: Well, John Vandevelde comes to mind as the most shocking of all time. It almost makes me sick to my stomach, John, recapping it. So to lose the British Open with a three-shot lead, I played Carnousie, I played in the Scottish Open there. The golf course is an absolute beast. And what happened to him, he had five things happen to him that could never happen again and um, and, and wound up losing the thing in a playoff to Paul Lowry. But uh, Paul Lowry, sorry. Um, For me... I can remember in college, and I know you were there, we were playing in San Diego at a tournament. I don't know if it was in Pomona. I don't remember where it is, but I, we were our senior year, and I went out, and I started playing well on the last day of the round, of the tournament, and I grabbed this thing, and I had this tournament. I, I, I wound up losing to Greg Twiggs in a playoff. I forget where the hell we were, but I the last hole, I got a one-stroke lead. I uh, get to an unreachable par five. 18 so I hit it down there and I but I lay it up too far back so I have like a 8 iron in and it's an uphill shot and it's a stupid hole it goes down into a valley and then the green sits way up high and to the right as dog leg and I, I leave it on the front edge of the green and I've got about a 60 footer that I don't get up and in and then he birdies the first hole in the playoff and I can just remember trying to play so conservatively that I didn't even know what I was doing I just totally lost track of what I was doing. I'm like, just hit that over there and just hit that over there. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't even do that. That's not how I'm wired. It's not how I got to this situation. And that's what happens, John. When you start altering the way you got to the position or what got you to this position, man, it's easy for that thing, that train to fall off the track.
0: That's like prevent defense when we're watching football. It makes me absolutely crazy. It prevents you from winning yeah exactly that's about that, that's about the way it is. How about when you've ever played with somebody on the tour that was doing real well and then just absolutely couldn't get it done and you could just you could just see that they couldn't get it done.
1: Oh my gosh, you got to think about that because we've had some we we've played with some champions. I played with uh, Hal Sutton my rookie year on Sunday when he won the um, the Memphis event down in Colonial the FedEx event Danny Thomas. Boy, what would that be? I don't have anything coming to mind right now. I got to give that some thought. Um, tell 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 the folks a little bit about the, the experiences that you've had.
0: See, I'm I'm of that mental strength that I don't remember the bad ones. So I just remember the good ones. It's oh just my like, like Arnie and, Arnie and Jack. You what know,
1: a load of something <laughs> that's all, stinky all, that comes out of your rear I think end. All I, all
0: I remember is the bad ones. That's why I have the dream. <laughs> yeah, days, it is. The, the night, the night sweats
1: that I have. Yeah. Absolutely. John, I guess I guess I would say the biggest meltdowns I've seen have been at, at qualifying school. It's oh, at the, yeah. that sixth round of qualifying school. I it's have a, seen I have seen things that just look like honestly, if you told this guy you either have to hit this next drive or you can just take this machete and cut your head off, they'd cut your head off. I have seen I can remember The first time I got through the tour school, Pearl, my last nine holes, I could not get it in inside of two feet. Couldn't get it in. I couldn't get the putter head moving, Pearl. I was hooking all my putts. I'd aim further right and hook it even more. It was so demoralizing. I remember, but I was striping the ball because I wound up finishing like 24th in the the Q school, and that was good at the time. It was above halfway, got me a, a halfway decent number. I can remember just striping the ball. I remember hitting my shot on 18, water everywhere. We're at La Quinta Hotel golf course with all that water on the right and water up by the green. Oh, yeah. I hit my iron down in the middle of the fairway, hit my iron shot about six feet, and I'm thinking, I don't know if I can two-putt this from six feet. Yeah. And the other thing I thought I was going to do, John, and this happened to me one other time at the qualifying school, is that when I marked my ball and put my putter behind the ball, I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to nick it. I'm going to nick it. So I left the putter like four inches behind the ball. No wonder I couldn't make the putt. I was like, I don't even know where the ball is here. It was a, oh, man. And then I just this cozied it on down there and just tapped it right in. It's going to wrap up another show.
0: I was just getting warmed up.
1: I know. Well, keep keep getting warmed up, buddy. We'll 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 fire it up next week. But uh, thanks for joining me. And we will be right back at you next week with more golf with Jay Delsing. Hit straight, St. Louis.